0: Welcome everybody to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in the District of Dinah. I am your host, Gregory Rich. Tonight's theme, real estate. Real estate is on the board, and that's been on everybody's mind with uh, so much going on. My guests are Marina Aguirre, see, si? si. bueno, uh, <laughs> Anthony, and Steffi Borns from EXP Realty. Ladies, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: How did I do with my rolled R?
1: Very good. Very really? Good. I yes. totally
0: cheated. I gurgled it. Could you tell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you did well. Thank you. Did you. Very well.
0: Thank you. I wish I could do the tongue thing, but I, I can't. So I'll, I'll just. Aguirre?
1: Aguirre.
0: It's really, yeah, it's like two thirds of the way there. Pretty
1: close,
0: pretty close there. <laughs> anyway, it's just a slight bit Flemmy. Other than that, it's fabulous. <laughs> um, coctology this evening is being provided once again by our in house coctology mistress, Megan Tice. Oh, gee, it's a
2: mistress. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: did. Coctological mistress. Yeah. God,
2: I'm here. Back.
0: Darn if I had only thought of that before we ordered your cards. I don't know if I want that on my cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. Um, but yeah, so Megan is joining us again and Megan, tell us what we mm-hmm. are drinking.
2: Uh, the El Diablo.
0: Icarumba, El Diablo. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't say that with a very good accent, but no, <laughs> it was fantastic.
3: <laughs> Steffi give us an it. El
0: Diablo. El <laughs> Diablo. See, oh, that's, that's way so better. much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have we're drinking with the double tonight. Sure are. Is what you're saying? All right, Johnson, mixing music, and Megan, take us away.
2: Okay, we're doing an ounce of tequila.
0: And once again, my personal favorite tequila, Altos tequila, 20 bucks a 750-milliliter bottle, and it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Then, okay. You have to help me with the name of this one again. I forget.
0: Ah, creme de cassis. Yes. Or how would, do you, is that something that you guys have in these, is it creme de cassis?
1: No, I no. never, yeah, no. I've never heard
0: of it. I'll always go with cassis. And this particular one is, what flavor is it? Blueberry?
1: Well, cassis is the name of the fruit. It's the blue. It's somewhat it of like a variation a of the blueberry.
0: Fair enough. Oh, is okay. that what we're We looking?
1: have them in Argentina, we have them in the south of the country, in cold regions.
0: Really? Okay. Cold regions <laughs> being, what, under 70?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Cold regions being maybe 40 Fahrenheit. Ah. Maybe a little colder. I mean, Argentina is the you know
0: yeah. south. Argentina is. It's true. I've south. actually wondered why Argentina isn't even colder than it is, because I mean it's literally the equivalent of being what?
1: Well, y- yes. The, the so the weather varies. If you're up north, it's like somewhat dry and hot, and then as further south you go to the tip, then it's gonna be glaciers and super cold.
0: So a good so right. yeah. I cut uh, uh, Megan off so we added the creme de cassis which yep. is again uh, fabulous and this is
2: it smells really good half ounce like that. of that okay. and then a quarter ounce of lime juice and then you just top it off with ginger beer mm. it
3: looks really good
0: everybody loves ginger beer these days Wow yeah this is a this is something very different. And was it one ounce of tequila? Yes. Okay. So we could crank this bad boy up if we wanted to. And you're serving them in an eight, in eight ounce, or not eight ounces, probably. Uh, eight ounce rocks glasses. And is that the preferred glass, according to the sources you checked?
2: Um, highball.
0: Highball glass. Okay, fair enough. So normally a taller, thinner style glass, but because the district of Dinah does not have... <laughs> Those Collins glasses. We're doing them in a rocks glass. All right. And there it is. The color is, oh, gosh, how would you call it? I mean, it's certainly of the red variety, but uh, it looks almost like cranberry juice-esque. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you. We got Johnson's in here for the break, but uh, I'll try that in a second. Mm -hmm. At the moment, we will give this a try and see how it is.
1: Salud. Salud.
0: Salud all right that's really good mm-hmm. mm, delicious that is really good you know what this reminds me of have you ever had lingonberry soda pop yes does it taste a little bit like lingonberry to you
3: now that you say it, yeah a little bit
0: mm. mm-hmm. it's a little known soda it's really popular back in buffalo new york and uh my oh, yeah. sister as a kid drank it every day there you this know. is good stuff mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty good it's pretty good right I taste the the ginger beer. Mm -hmm.
0: Unquestionably. I don't know. I think it might be nice to garnish with a lime or something.
1: Yeah, or like a muddled blackberry or
2: something in the bottom. Yeah, something to bring a little
0: bit uh, more spark to it. But Mm -hmm. I can definitely put down four or five of these without too much difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fabulous. (laughs) Um, Once again, a reminder, by the way, uh, LinkedIn, we post the cocktail uh, recipe every Mm -hmm. Friday, so you can get your weekend started with Drink in the Style. And uh, then we also have them on the site, too, don't we?
2: Yes. Actually, LinkedIn is linked to our website with the recipe.
0: Fabulous. So all roads lead there. All right. Next up is our, this time, totally random, random question for my guests. Are you guys ready? We are excellent. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, I was just—I was just remembering. I was just remembering the—the the question I came very close to asking and chose not to. So this one is—is is better. Oh. Um, the random question, Marina, Steffi. Here we go. Uh, if you could master any skill, any skill at all, what would it be? Hmm. Who wants to go first?
1: I. Uh, that, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. There could be many answers because I believe that there is always room for improvement.
0: Unquestionably mm-hmm. true.
1: Uh, but I think I'm going to go right now. I'm feeling like storytelling could be a good skill. Really? Mm. Yeah. Storytelling.
0: That's a brilliant. Uh, verbal
1: storytelling. You know, it could mm-hmm. be via other medium, but I'm going to say verbal storytelling for me. I would like to be able to tell stories and people listen and don't go <laughs> asleep I catch people's In a interest.
0: Yeah. Spin a yarn. Well, maybe we should get you on the radio more often and then you can work on that.
1: Yes, fine tune that.
0: That surprises me, though. I mean, you're always a delight to talk to, so
1: I'm oh, surprised
0: that you don't feel comfortable telling stories. You're no, probably better at it well, than you think.
1: It's not that I, I don't, but I think there's, like I said, there's room for improvement. I could do. Always better.
0: Fair. Yeah. We all could. We all could, and that would be a great skill. Yeah, Stefania.
3: Mine will be. I always had the dream of speaking five languages mm-hmm. and like understanding and like being super fluent to it. Um, one of my next my dreams is to speak Italian, and I want to go to Italy for mm-hmm. three months with my girls. And uh, yeah, I definitely would love to speak at least five languages. Like,
0: God, that would nice. be Perfect. fabulous, wouldn't yes. wouldn't yeah. it? I uh I mean I respect. I mean it's wonderful that you guys are bilingual.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean
0: I speak pidgin Spanish. <laughs> and if I had any better Spanish, I would say pigeon in Spanish, but I can't even <laughs> do that. Um but yeah, having that ability, it's always been and mm-hmm. Italian by the way. Yeah. It was fascinating. Okay, so this is this is totally random, but uh you, you guys know the uh, Silence of the Lambs the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um I read the book and then the book that followed it as well and it's a little known fact that in the book that followed Silence of the Lambs and I can't remember what it was, Red Dragon or whatever it was, uh, Clarice and Hannibal Lecter fell in love and they moved to Argentina of all hmm. places and for some reason stuck in my head. They would always speak in Italian to one another over dinner. And I always thought that would be just the coolest thing. So for a little while, I suggested to my wife that we both learn Italian. There you go. It didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stick at all. How about you? If you could have a skill, Megan, what would oh, it be? My.
2: I just would like to be a better dancer.
0: You are a dancer. You are like I, an insanely good dancer. And,
2: you've never seen me dance.
0: <laughs> no, but if you teach dance and you coach dance,
2: how could you not be a good dancer? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I want to learn more like ballroom style dance. Yeah. Uh,
0: we talked about yeah. going down to the Wabashaw Caves to do the swing mm-hmm. dancing.
2: And yeah, that things. would be really fun.
0: What kind of dancing do
2: you do? Um, well, I coached kick and jazz.
0: Okay. So you have like masterful jazz hands?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once again, we should really be on TV uh, yeah. just for that.
2: <laughs> Not really what we did, but. Yeah.
0: Uh, nevertheless. <laughs> and kick dancing.
2: Yes, like high kick. <laughs>
0: Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like rocket style. Yes. That's pretty
0: cool. Oh, that is funny. Yes. My, I, I, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Every wedding I'd ever been to with my father ended with him organizing a kick line and singing uh-huh. New York, New York.
3: Oh, my God. That is-
0: <sighs> <sighs> I, I, I'm sure that you'd be considerably more <laughs> – <laughs> more skillful. I would hope so. <laughs> than a little Italian man just kicking up and yeah. down and up and down. All right. Well, now we know more about everyone. Yeah. All right. We should take a quick break and when we come back, we are going to be talking about real estate um, in general and in specific. So ladies and gentlemen, stick around and go have a cocktail. And if you can't do that, go have a shot of tequila for God's sake. The
2: night, my friend a custom tailored vet asks me out for something wet when the vet begins to pet I cry hooray but I'm always true to you darling in my fashion yes I'm always true to you darling in my way
0: Oh my gosh, Ella Fitzgerald with Always True to You, it is a risque recording I would say for the 1940s, but absolutely love Ella Fitzgerald. Um, I am Gregory Rich, your host and my guests are Marina, Anthony, I'm not going to try to gurgle the R, and (laughs) Stefania Borns. Ladies, all right, you guys are with EXP Realty. We are. yes people may not be as familiar with exp as they are with you know edina and burnett and those guys introduce us to it
3: yeah so exp started i think back in the like north carolina's at those areas and it started growing one of the things i i believe that it came as to revolutionary and be like totally different from our regular brokerages mm-hmm. right we um, as we work and become members, we receive stock, so we are kind of part owners of the company. As as we're growing, we it's kind of it's not gifted, but
1: um, in, in some occasions it is gifted. Yes, but but that's yes, that's really specific and different from other brokerages. Um, so EXP started was created in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and like you said, it was
0: great timing in the real estate market. <laughs> by the way. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Almost very, like buying a building
0: very, at the beginning of COVID, yeah, but there keep go. going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but look at this now where we are. We, we have been growing exponentially very true. now, and one of the reasons why we were attracted to this uh, brokerage was because uh, they are international, so they are anywhere of, obviously, United States, Canada, Mexico, Europe, um, Europe Italy, Spain, New Zealand,
0: really? they're all yeah. over. Just established so, in 2009 and already present in... All of those countries. Yes.
1: And we, we just heard that
3: they're going to be in Argentina and Chile. So one Dubai. Of the, yeah, Dubai. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of the things that we love is, you know, like let's say you want to go and buy something in Italy. And, you know, you come talk to us. We, we connect with somebody over there that we know that they're going to take care of you and trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can make the connection and then they can help you. That's so fantastic. So it's, it's a fantastic
0: I way mean, to connect. And that's and that's key because one of the things that, you know, that, that – I've learned in real estate is that you're not working with an individual broker anymore. It is really about the teams that are in the space and and you guys of course have a fabulous team, but from an extension perspective, mm-hmm. you could be interface and then utilize the offices in different areas.
3: Yes. So we don't have a specific like um Building that where you can go and meet us. We we are pretty mobile. We have access to a bunch of offices around. Uh, including we can come, the
0: district, Edina.
3: Including uh-huh. the district, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can move around and meet you know clients that are in Saint Paul. That why would we make them drive all the way to I don't know Edina or Richfield and all that, and we accommodate to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, that's another another way to be able to meet with them outside nine to five hours, right? Mm-hmm. We we can uh, go have meetings at whatever time it's needed so they don't take time off of work.
0: Yeah. I mean, realtors nine to five is <laughs> not, <laughs> not, is not anywhere near an option. <laughs> no, no, no. My dad was in real estate uh, when I was a kid and I mean, you know, it's weekends. I mean, that's the whole thing. You've got to go when people are available. Yep, and Weekends
1: and after work yeah. pretty much. Ex- so that's, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so this idea of EXP uh, started, like I said, in, in uh, by Glenn Sanford in 2009 and it was Developed to be like different from other brokerages in the sense that it's not going to be a brick-and-mortar place. It's like mobile. Mm-hmm. So, so the, he, I mean, he started and it came, continuously grew. And then eventually in around I think it was 2015 or so, they were deemed the Netflix of brokerages. Really? Because it's all cloud-based. And that's the main mm-hmm. reason why, how we do business and why we don't have offices because it's all cloud-based.
0: Interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Again, I mean, it's real estate offices. I mean, if you're closing on a property, you're going to a title office. Yeah. You know, if you're – I mean, it used to be back – way back in the day before the internet, (laughs) you'd have to go because that's where you would see the MLS listings and all that other stuff. But I would expect that most of your clients these days probably have already looked at most everything online, right?
3: Yes. You know, with the magic access to the internet, uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: sometimes they find properties – even before they contact us,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, sometimes yeah.
1: it's which is we have, which we appreciate, you know, that our clients are knowledgeable and they they are looking and they are motivated and looking for their own interests and then they communicate to us what they're looking for. I think that's uh, that's brilliant that they have access to whatever is available. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of the things. I know that a lot of realtors pushed get ag- pushed back against it for quite a while. I think one major real estate brokerage initially back in like the late 90s declared that they would not put their listings on the
1: internet. Oh my god. Oh, that's a visionary. <laughs> I know,
0: I know, I know. And so much for Johnson Real Estate. No one ever heard of him again. Just kidding. Um, yeah, so but I am intrigued about the ownership aspect. So how does that work? Do you do you get a certain percentage based on sales volume? Do you get a little bit every time you sell a house or do you buy in individually?
1: You have several options. Uh, One of them is uh, you can get, uh, you choose to buy shares when you have a transaction closing. Mm -hmm. Um, You also get awarded depending on, for example, uh, different marks that you achieve with either numbers or when you first join the brokerage Mm -hmm. or uh, the new new year, you get Mm -hmm. awarded, just simply rewarded from being there. And then also there's a part where uh, it's kind of like a profit share system where uh, important is that the profit doesn't come from the agents that you refer, but from the company. profit of the company,
0: okay. okay, so and
1: that is another way that is different from other brokerages yeah. and where we saw this is a really cool opportunity
0: very Definitely. nice yeah what about from the client side is uh, are there different ways that you guys are or that clients are working with you
1: uh client side I would say is uh Pretty much the same. It's working with us, and and we we strive in providing best service. That that's what we that is key to us. So, Mm -hmm. uh, technology is there, and we think we provide the best service. So, yeah.
3: One of, one of the things that we really like is gaining the client's trust, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's uh, answering a lot of questions or uh, sitting with them and going line by line in the purchase agreement. Sometimes, you know, uh, we are in a hurry and some, you know, offers are due in two hours. Mm-hmm. And I really feel uncomfortable having somebody sign something that they don't understand. So taking a little bit of time on that and explaining them uh, because it's a big purchase, right? It's not like they're buying, I don't know shoes or
0: something like that. No. Or even a car, which people do multiple times. Yeah. Real estate transaction, people usually do only a handful of times in their lives, and it is, in most cases, the largest transaction anybody participates in. I mean, we met through Mario, uh, I think, initially at Title Specialists. And uh, Mario the closer, by the way, <laughs>
3: Mario the closer
0: is a well-deserved name. I am not going to negotiate <laughs> yeah, against that guy. He's something, <laughs> um, but he is uh, absolutely phenomenal at that. And again, as a native Spanish speaker, yeah. working with clients that you know, frankly, I mean, most English speakers can't read the stuff that they're signing. You need someone that you have trust in and who knows the market.
3: Definitely. And, and and that's another thing, right? When you don't speak the – it goes beyond the language also.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, there is a lot of interaction of culture there too, right? Um, mm-hmm. So understanding and combining those things and sometimes, you know, somebody buys a house and they want to bring their, their parent and their grandmother because it's a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't understand the importance of that, it, it will be a little bit difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So um, – one of one of the reasons we like to partner with him and uh, some other people of our team uh, is because they speak the language, they understand the culture, they're very kind, and then they they take their time. Whether you know they're doing it in English or in Spanish, it's it's a big thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, that makes people a lot more comfortable. I mean, especially yeah. when you know, and uh, you guys, of course, are coming from a Latin culture. And by the way, where are you from originally?
1: Uh, I'm from Bolivia.
0: Bolivia. Yeah, Marina. I'm
1: from Argentina.
0: From Argentina. Again, I love Argentina. I it's I have to get down there at one point. Yes. But I mean, as a New Yorker, sometimes interacting in Minnesota culture can be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine yeah. that if you're actually from a different country, it's very it's it, it's challenging. It, it, let alone negotiating and interacting with the sellers is something that's unusual.
3: Yeah. Especially in the market that we just, you know, and then that we just had, and oh, it was and an, a, a, quite an interesting last two years. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait to talk all about it in in comparison to what's going on now. But yeah. you know, very quickly. I mean, what brought you guys to the United States?
1: Um, I came here. Uh, I was teach, teaching English as a foreign language in Argentina, and mm-hmm. I came here somewhat of a teacher exchange. Uh, I I lived with a host family, learned their culture, you know, the traditions a little bit, and then um, I was teaching at St. Paul Academy at the time, and then after that, I transitioned, got my own job, and and I'm still here.
0: And there it is. How about you, Steffi?
3: So I came here to study English as a second language. Okay. Uh, I was in Michigan and Houghton, Michigan, so Midwest still. And uh, well, met my, my husband. My husband is from Minnesota, and they say every Minnesota and always comes back. Um, yeah,
0: there's something about the the suffering inherent in growing <laughs> up in Minnesota. That just embeds itself into you.
3: <laughs> so I really like Minnesota. I think you know, eleven months of the year. February is not my thing. But
0: <laughs> February is the one you pick is the worst of the months
3: for me. Is like, oh my gosh, I'm done. Like, please get me out of here. <laughs> really? Yeah,
0: yeah. You are exhausted. Yeah. Everybody says you should take a vacation at some point during yes. the winter, but to me, it's almost worse because then you come back. Oh. <gasps> And you're yeah, like, and it's oh, cold still.
1: Yeah. It's the cars are dirty. It's a little, worse.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I was yeah. just talking with so, uh, Pusteli, of course, has a showroom at the district, and they are from Finland, and uh, they're mo- pretty much closed now for the entire month of July because in Finland, in July, the sun never sets. I mean, I had, uh, I had oh. a representative on the other day and I asked him from Pustale a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, how long is the summer in Finland? And he said, one day. <laughs> and I thought he was kidding and it's like, you know, it's a short thing. Yeah. But he was legitimately honest. He's yeah. like, no, 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 I mean it. One day. The sun stays up for about a month and change. And then, then I'm, I'm told, uh, they get about two weeks of fall. He said, and then it just is a nightmare. Then it becomes pure darkness, and then the yeah. rest of fall is wet and rainy, and then the snows come and 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 it's just nightmarish
3: yeah
0: and uh yeah, so to celebrate though. The entire country pretty much shuts down in July. Nobody works. Everybody is off. It's like a dream. I would – I would. I can't imagine such a thing. It's
3: going to Finland in July. That's, that's mm-hmm. going to be my bucket list now.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, well, we're glad that you are in the United States and uh, doing some great work with it. Let's talk a little bit about the real estate market when we come back from break. Uh, You are listening to Drink in the Style on AM 950, and Johnson, I get a kick out of you.
2: But practically everything leaves me totally cold. It's too darn hot, it's too darn hot I'd like to sup with my baby tonight Refill the cup with my baby tonight I'd like to sup with my baby tonight Refill the cup with my baby tonight But I ain't up to my baby tonight Cause it's too
0: darn hot Oh, it is too darn hot as we are in the midst of a Minnesota summer, and a hot one at that. Yeah. Are you guys used to, I mean, so what part of it, of Argentina are you from, Marina? Um,
1: I am from uh, Santa Fe, which is uh, in the middle of the country, so the weather there is pretty hot, uh, it's uh, hot and humid. Hmm.
0: That is an unpleasant combination. <laughs> it is. is. How about uh, the landlocked Bolivia?
3: Bolivia. I am actually from the middle of Bolivia, so super landlocked. You're in the middle of the middle? <laughs> of the middle, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it is actually perfect weather. Really? Um, so we got the rainforest in one side and the Andes Mountains in the other. Mm-hmm. So we got like – it's just the perfect weather. It doesn't get colder than 40. Okay. And it doesn't get hotter than 80. Really? It's like perfect. It's like an ideal climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And yet you came here.
3: <laughs> you're not the only one that asked me well, that what I you're know. doing here. What?
0: I mean, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and people ask me why I came here, <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> Nevertheless, we are glad to have you. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. Let's talk more about real estate. So the thing on everyone's mind, of course, are the, I guess for lack of a better term, skyrocketing interest rates. What are rates at today? Do you guys know offhand?
3: No, uh, rates change daily, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and independent on certain terms, they are defined by lenders. Mm-hmm. It's not really our expertise area, I guess. We we are communicated and we are informed, but it's nothing that we can decide.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you have no effect over it. Uh,
1: yeah. Um. Actually, today I got. A, I was on a call with uh, one of the lenders, and he said that the rates went down. Really. So. I'm really? like,
3: uh, what Party are you where? saying?
1: Am I here right? Yes, the rice went down uh, slightly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in the last few months, this is the first time that I think that we see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's,
0: well, that's a break. I mean, that's good break. to hear because it's it's a massive balance. The thing that's always worried me so much is that, the you know, the rates have been so low for so long yeah. that the price of the properties themselves have increased dramatically because it offsets. Yeah. But now that rates are going up, What's that going to do to the property values? Do it, does it have to be inverse so that people can still afford stuff, or is it just going to stay where it is?
1: I think that's the the idea, but uh, for what we see here in the area, it's going to stay where it's at. I mean, the the value is going to stay there. Right now, we are at a, still at a shortage here in Minnesota and pretty much all over the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what's driving the the prices up, the the demand. And so. It- Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No.
3: Uh, so one of the things is that we're seeing is uh you know, we don't have a crystal ball for me and Marina to decide what's going to happen. And But what the experts are saying is that properties are not going to depreciate per se, but mm-hmm. there is not going to be the, you know, $25,000 over asking price, $50,000. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing because, you know, interest rates were so low and we were seeing, you know, for every house that we showed you, there was only another 10 or 20 buyers looking for the same thing that you were.
0: Right. It has been a feeding mm-hmm. frenzy. A yeah. friend of mine put his condo. He moved in with his uh, girlfriend. Uh, or they bought a house together I guess so he put his condo up he was asking 299 I think it was in Bloomington and he got after 1 week on the market the first weekend he sold it for 370
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: I know. I know it's absolute madness. What parts of town do you guys generally focus in? I'm sure you work everywhere but
1: We work everywhere uh we try to focus in the southwest corridor. Okay. But uh we are we are everywhere we're in St Paul, Minneapolis um Pretty much whatever our clients need, so we're, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: As a whole team, once again. And we, we didn't finish our conversation on the team aspect. So there's you guys, of course. Mm-hmm. Who else is a part or, or what else makes up your team at eXp?
1: Well, we have, um, we have somebody who's helping us uh, with, in the admin side of things. Um, mm-hmm. All of our staff is bilingual, mm-hmm. uh, English and Spanish. And we have a network of uh, trusted lenders that we work with for a number of years now, and they're all bilingual, and uh, also the closers, as you mentioned, Mario is one of them. Um, so we, we are able to help our clients, whether they speak English or Spanish, um, to, just to cover all of their needs.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes Marina is like one side of the city, and, and another in um, – as a solo agent you can't do that, right? Like you can't cross the city right now with after COVID ended, <laughs> traffic is real, right?
0: Folding time and space to get <laughs> yeah. to St. Paul in a minute yeah. and a half.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, where are you? I'm in the parking lot, but four ninety four, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Not moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, we can be we can be in different places and, and connect with our clients and we have different um packages for sellers and buyers depending on their needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've partnered with different companies uh, like we have an interior designer that can go and help Mm -hmm. Uh, We have, like, you know, guidance and all that um, on how to decorate their house if they're going to put it in the market or a cleaning company. If you want move-ins, move-outs, cleanings, uh, stagings or preparing, right? Because moving, it's hard. I mean, I Uh, sold real estate and I just moved in December and I was like, whoa, I really understand my clients now. (laughs) (laughs) It got real. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, moving
0: is a nightmare. I
3: hadn't moved for seven years, so I kind of forgot what the work was and – so
0: yeah. we used to move every year, every two years, and things. My wife got really good at packing up stuff. I got really good at you know at screwing up the packing <laughs> stuff. So I wasn't asked <laughs> to continue to pack stuff. But it is, I mean, putting everything you own is such an inconvenience. Yeah, I've always thought that like on Love It and List It, they should talk about that as an aspect because you know it was discussed in the background. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody did not want to pack everything up and get out of the house, <laughs> or
3: just getting it ready to show. Oh, it's yes. a lot and maintaining of work. it ready,
0: yes. right? right yeah. absolutely yes. yes what about price points what uh, what general price points do you guys generally specialize in
1: um, we we I guess the the uh, average uh, price here in the, in the in this area is around uh, 350 $400. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of like an average point um, since our clientele is from all over the metro area is going to vary mm-hmm. Um but I would say that in the southwest corridor we're yes, four hundred and up or yeah. around that area.
0: You can't get much under that anymore. And you know, and you guys of course I'm sure stretch to, you know, whatever the market, you know
2: yeah. demands at one yes. point or another.
0: But Definitely. what about in terms of, of types of homes that people are are selecting? Did the majority of your clients gravitate towards turnkey homes or you know, is there is there much as far as going in and doing a remodel and mm-hmm. uh, addition on houses?
3: It depends on the client, honestly, mm-hmm. and how much they want to do and how, how much experience they have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of them don't want to hire somebody out. But uh, let's say I have a client that's a contractor. They're like – Easy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and other ones are like turnkey, and some some of them concentrate in areas that have HOAs that don't want to like mow their grass, clean their snow, and all that. Mm-hmm. And others are like you know they want their privacy and do all the work
0: across so the board. Yeah, basically
3: we, we work with every, everybody. <laughs>
0: Fair point. Yeah, yeah. No, I get. Can you imagine? Oh my god, not having to mow your lawn, not having. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds awfully nice at this it point. Does.
1: You can also, you know, con- connect with a landscaping company have them do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ruin your weekends mowing grass and all that stuff. It's very true. The other
3: day, I was telling Marina, Oh, I, I will live in a, in a condo.
1: She's like, You just move
3: to a house that you need three days to mow the grass. I don't do it, thank God, but my husband wouldn't hire anybody. But, you know, he's the, the kind that. He's in charge of that. You don't yeah. have to worry about that. No,
0: I'm not. The lawn mowing, I don't mind. It's actually one of my favorite parts of the week because you know you put in the earbuds and you know, and it's the only time that no one's asking you anything or or, or doing stuff. So I do sure. enjoy that. But there's a lot of appealing about condo living. That yeah. uh, every now and then, did I, Megan? Mm-hmm. I've told you this one, but you know, you mentioned between segments that you know my wife is is a smart woman, and she is <laughs> much smarter than I am, and much quicker-witted than I am. So there was this condo downtown that I saw online and and I just kind of almost fell in love with really Mm -hmm. is the right thing. It's just very cool. So um, my wife, being from New York City, loves living in the suburbs and doesn't ever really want to go back into the city. But I called her and I said, "Hun, look, I'm looking at this condo. I just sent you this condo to take a look at. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a little restless. I think we either need to get a condo downtown or I need to have an affair. (laughs) And I thought I played a really good move there, right? And she didn't even lose a beat. She said, why choose? Have an affair and then go get a condo downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're still living in Um, (laughs) not Going to be changing anytime soon. Um, What about styles of houses? I mean, are you seeing certain styles being hotter than others? What do most of your clients gravitate towards?
1: Probably uh, two stories are the most popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It and Depends th- on the section, like, you know, the, the
3: areas and stuff like that. I, I like a lot. I have a lot of clients that are really like, uh, you know, two stories, but with a lot of history charm, you know, mm-hmm. 1800 houses and all that, remodeled.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, they
3: have a lot of charm.
0: I, I I agree. I mean, it's a tough call. What would you say, honestly? And this is purely opinion, and don't worry. We'll edit this out if you want at some point. But <laughs> what's your least favorite era for American homes? Mm,
1: probably
0: 50s. 50s? Yeah. Both of you guys? Yeah. Why is that? It's
1: just um – I don't know. Small, simple. I, I, color scheme. You know, it's not updated. Obviously, you don't like pink.
0: You don't like pink in aqua.
1: <laughs> yeah, those green carpets in the bathroom.
0: Right. Oh god. <laughs> you oh, walk god. in there and
3: you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go get my shoes. <laughs> I'll <be> right back.
0: <laughs> Even when they used to do like the little furry, you oh, know, brown. things that would go around the the toilet and yes. stuff. It was oh. it was crazy. How about conversely? What do you what What do you think is the nicest era? What do you get most excited about as as a listing?
1: I get more, most excited about the new new construction or newer construction.
0: Do you? Yeah, it's always the case. We just went on the artisan tour uh, yeah. the other day, and, and I will say, I think there's a bit of a golden age going on for residential design. It's like the builders mm-hmm. seem to have hit their stride in terms of not too open an open floor plan, mm-hmm. you know, but not the small rooms, and you know, it it, it just Most of the houses I saw struck me as more authentic feeling, which is really weird. And the construction Mm -hmm. material, because as we all know, you know, I mean, wood costs a fortune. I mean, geez, it's almost as expensive as water uh, at this point. (laughs) It's madness. Yeah. Nevertheless, they are doing excellent stuff. Okay. We should take one last break. And when we come back... We're going to talk a little bit more about EXP Realty, and I'm probably going to come up with an interesting question or two. I I couldn't say for sure. Uh, folks, though, mm, go have some more tequila and uh join us back here in like, I don't know, three minutes, something like that. This is AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Swell,
2: Isabel, swell, as Abby said to El. Changed. And we've often rewound the clock Since the Puritans got a shock When they landed on Plymouth Rock If today Any shock they should try to stem Instead of landing on Plymouth Something shocking now Heaven knows Anything goes
0: Steffi, anything goes is the lesson here. I'm starting to realize how risque Ella Fitzgerald actually was in <laughs> yes. the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. This is Drink in the Style on AM 950. We're airing on Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5. And then, of course, we're a podcast that you can pick up on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else. So we hope you're enjoying this program. We're being joined by Marina Aguirre. <laughs> there you go. Anthony, vaguely close. You got it. You got it. Throw it out. Let's hear it properly.
1: Aguirre, Anthony. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ!
0: Oh well, I get, uh, get an honorable mention. If I if I were a millennial child, I'd have a ribbon. Um, <laughs> and Estefania Borns, Steffi, how'd I do on Estefania?
3: It's just Estefania, but you are pronounced. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Anyway, they're with Exp Realty um, <laughs> yes. well. I need you guys to give a plug so that our listeners can hunt you down. And thank you for being on the show. Where do they contact you?
1: They can find us on Instagram at Steffi and Marina Realtors and Facebook, Steffi and Marina Realtors. Yes.
0: You should probably spell that. We are in Minnesota.
1: E S <laughs> T E F Y.
0: Holy crap! Yes, and, yes.
3: and <laughs> Marina M A
1: R I A, like the boat Marina. <laughs>
0: yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. <laughs> and any any uh, website otherwise, or Instagram, or I know you're big on the TikToks as we were talking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to do one with you. <laughs>
0: not even close. Gregory passed out on the floor while you're kicking at him. It would go viral.
3: Yeah. We're uh, we we we're still in the works on a, trying to get a website but definitely social media is uh, one of the ways that you can contact us. Yeah.
0: Excellent and fair. All right. I have a question about realtors in general. How many clients do you guys generally work with at any given time?
3: Oof, depends. <laughs>
0: That's not an acceptable answer.
3: <laughs> um. It depends on the month. Sometimes, you know, summer is a a high uh, time. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes three or four in the month. Mm-hmm. So definitely, that's when we need you know transaction coordinators and all that. Somebody that can do all the paperwork while we're showings and winning offers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, winter it can be a little lower, but um, definitely this past two years, people have been buying year round.
0: I mean, my God, it's yeah. I mean, it's as soon as something appears, you've got to grab it.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And, I, and you guys also do a lot with relocations, don't you?
1: Yes, we do a relocation. We work with clients. Who, like us, come from the United States, uh, they don't know the language that well, they don't know the traditions, the custom, how business is done here. Mm-hmm. So, we are here to support them to connect at a different level mm-hmm. and help them out with whatever they need.
0: Once again, not just business transaction, it's cultural difference. There really is. Yes. And you guys can bridge that. Because you've been here for a good long time, right? How long yeah. have you been in the US?
1: I've been here 13 years. Okay. She wins. I'm going hit about 21 2 I stopped counting. After 20, I'm like, eh, okay. Really? <laughs> She's 20, from here. She's fast. officially from here. <laughs>
0: I've been in Minnesota for 28 years, seven months and 13 days. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I love it here. I really do. Don't turn my radio station off, please. Uh, <laughs> no, relocation is is, is key stuff. And, yes. and of course, since you guys are international in scope, yes. I assume that you've got offices that are coordinating with you probably as people are seeking to move to the United States
3: yeah definitely you know uh we always encourage the clients to do the research about their personal choices or where they want to be, mm-hmm. but we do have uh you know there is a lot of groups in the twin Cities that are you know like I'm part of the Chileans I for Minnesota my mom's Chilean so I'm half Chilean uh she's you know involved with the argentinians there's very few Bolivians, but we're here, mm-hmm. and you know, and every culture there is it has a group, and definitely connecting in with them, knowing somebody that knows your culture, who you are, um, that knows how to cook the same food from your country, you get so homesick uh, after a little bit that mm-hmm. having those connections is super important. So, like you said, it goes a little bit beyond real estate and just selling houses; is making the people feel comfortable where where yeah. they are, you know. Besides having to get used to
0: the winter. <laughs> you, you never get used to the winter. I
3: was going to say, that's one key. Do not buy winter clothes in your country.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be that no good true. here. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It might work for
1: fall. You, but you, yeah. you know. <laughs> or spring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you, if you go down to the farmer's market in Minneapolis, yeah. there are always a lot of, I think Bolivian, right? Bolivian uh, 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 shops that do a lot of the... Uh, Llama wool yes. type of stuff, which is so cool. Although strangely enough, scratchy.
3: It is. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Growing up, uh-huh. the thing my I will have also those sweaters and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's so itchy! Please don't put it on me." <laughs> but I guess after you wash it a couple of times, it gets. It gets, or wearing another layer underneath. But suppose,
0: they are scratchy. I suppose. But you, you touch a llama and they're soft and they're like sheep.
3: But it's alpaca, the one that is scratchy.
0: Oh, you're right. It is alpaca. Alpaca, alpaca. alpaca? That's
3: a big difference. Yeah. I've they never look touched alike. An alpaca.
0: Yeah, well, are, are they scratchy as well?
3: The alpacas are, yeah, the, the wool or whatever. It's, so it is. that's key. Easy.
1: Alpaca, scratchy, llama, soft and Nice.
0: Wow, that's yeah. after I you wash it, it's all good. I feel suddenly bad for alpacas. <laughs> <I must laughs> really, really sad.
1: What is why Some they level spit on people. Yeah, a good point. <laughs> yeah. A
0: good point. It strikes me as some kind of like reincarnation punishment for minor crimes. You know what? You're going to be itchy for the entire lifetime next round. <laughs> You should not have taken that spot when the old woman was trying to pull in <laughs> still um, all right, what about so what about real estate? So you come up from here why why real estate though?
1: Um, after teaching for a good eighteen years, I decided I needed a change. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I needed a change of pace. I went to work with different demographic. I taught everybody from uh, three-year-olds to adults. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I need to do something less structured. I want to manage my own time. And uh, I think the common denominator for me is education. I liked, I, I loved to be a teacher. But, you know, it's uh, – being in the classroom is something that wears you out a little bit. Seriously. So um, I think that being a, a, a realtor, I can educate, help – Clients and it's just kind of serving the same purpose. I'm educating for for something big and important, and yeah. mm-hmm. I and I love homes. I love by you know houses and visiting, touring. Uh, I think that's my passion.
0: Fair, that makes sense. Do you feel the same way, Steffi?
3: Yeah. Um- Well, I always wanted to be a realtor, but, you know, I went to school for communications and I was working in a company behind a desk. I I consider – I used to consider myself an introvert, but I I, I, I am not. (laughs) No. That was a lie that I was telling myself. But I definitely love being with people and hanging out and helping. And honestly, um, you know, I didn't know how big of an impact real estate had. Until I started doing it and seeing how it can change people's lives. Whether you know, you are starting and it's being one of your biggest dreams to buy a house or just creating generational wealth for your family. When you when you understand that you're part of that, it's just like I don't know. I, I just love it. I, I don't see myself doing anything else. Honestly.
0: Good for you. I mean, it is. It's critical. Your home is is the center of your world. Yes. And it does. It affects everything about you. And when you're coming to a new country and things like, I, I would have no idea what you would do in Bolivia. To buy a house, yeah. I mean, literally, I could be taken advantage of at any given moment. Yeah. So I think it's really fabulous that you guys are are helping the community understand how the system works and and everything associated with that.
3: Yeah, and you know, as being from from another country, um, when we bought our house. I don't know, I was living here for seven years before we purchased our house as a family. And when we bought it and closed, I, I just had a sense of belonging, you know, like mm-hmm. this piece of land, it's mine, and I really belong here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's when it opened my eyes mostly into the real estate world, too.
0: That's a great point. <laughs> and it's an investment of your emotions in the community. And, you know, that's why when we look back and we talk about things like redlining and real estate after yeah. World War II and the difficulty that, you know, anyone, you know, who is not Anglo Saxon, white. I mean, as an Italian, I think that we were purple lined. Um <laughs> which meant that if nobody else would buy the house they would allow us to. Uh but it's 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 important. It's all part of making people invested in our system, in our country yeah. and, and what we're doing. So I don't think either of you are going to be reincarnated as alpacas. <laughs> right seriously it's absolutely terrible we've only got a second or two left so or a moment or two left i guess very quickly i want to ask you guys what is the most popular the perfect number of bedrooms in a house that you're seeing currently
1: I would say four.
3: Yeah. Four I think is four is the magic number
0: for you. four is? I was yeah. hoping you were gonna say three. because um, it always traditionally had been three, but everybody basically needs the master and then three yeah. kids' rooms.
3: Yeah, or you or know, an office.
0: office. Oh, yes. or an office, of course. Of course. Something
3: that you can change back and forth, you know, because more rooms
1: more sellable.
0: <laughs> I agree completely. All usually right.
1: I, I say that usually we get three, ideally four, but if we get three we're good.
0: All right, but two is right out.
1: Uh, It depends for who, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. All right, on that bit of wisdom, we are going to say that we have drunk our way through another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Habitation and the District, Marina and Estefania. 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 (laughs) I'm going with it. And yeah, from EXP Realty, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I'm going to finish out with a quote from Isaac Newton. That's one I should listen to carefully. Tact is the art of making a point without making an enemy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>